Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, dude. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way, Chief. Yeah. Are you laughing at my sigh or my Zoom background? Ah, uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. I got a picture of Russell getting sacked as my background on Zoom today for this uh, pod. <sighs> well, I'm already recording. <laughs> you want to just... <laughs> should we just go for it? Uh, man, that's... Uh, Hmm. I'm bummed, dude. I'm bummed. Uh, I woke up this morning on Monday thinking um, of that age-old dadism, which is, I'm not so much angry, I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, it's frustrating. It's, um, you know, I was very depressed watching football yesterday. It yeah. Was, you know, it's always harder like, to watch the other games after. Your oh, man. Out. Yep. It was like when when the Hawks aren't in it. It's like, what am I even though I'm a fan of football? It's like, what am I even doing right now? I know. So I know it's so hard. Uh, well, we soldier on here on the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Let's uh, officially start the show. I'll hit the theme song and then uh, let's get into it. We've got 12 points to talk about. We got our. Zone in players to look back at. We're still doing the show here, so here we go. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Oh. Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my best? I got your back. That's no oh. Player. Trouble play it. Thunder. All one. Ready. Three. Russell looking. Go hard. Russell scrambling. Go hard. Pump faking. Go hard. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 35 40. Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. Yes. Oh. 20. 10. They do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. On the Believe Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm lifelong 12 and Seahawk fan Brett Davern, and he is former Seahawks linebacker, all pro, legendary, uh, all all decade team member, Lofa Tatupu. I'm trying to pep it up, man. I'm trying, I'm trying the best I yeah. can over here. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. Oh. I appreciate it. We're going to get through this, man. Yeah, we're going to get through it. Welcome to the support group, everybody. Um, <laughs> I've got my 12 points to talk about. Before I get to that, though, let me remind you about our wonderful sponsor who's been here all season with us, hanging in there, uh, because you guys have been supporting them and doing a great job doing that. It's the Believe, or sorry, Bet Online. It's the promo code's Believe, but it's Bet Online. 
ag your online place to make all of your wagers uh now you know you can bet on the playoffs going forward obviously in the nfl the nhl is starting up soon uh nba is in full swing lots of things to wager about at betonline.ag and make sure you use our promo code believe spelled b-l-e-a-v they give you a bunch of welcome bonuses when you sign up and use that promo code it's betonline.ag your online wagering experts well lofa i've got my 12 points here written down um they're not in any particular order they're just all from the game and let's go through them here point number one or or talking point number one the fourth and one delay of game slash false start after, uh, who was it, Damian Lewis, I think, went down on the play. And so there was a bit, you know, they went to commercial break or whatever, and then they came back and Russ couldn't get the play snapped in time or they were supposed to reset the play clock or I don't know. It was a cluster F. What was going on on that play? Yeah, I mean, a lot of questions too. I don't know what the hell was going on. Oh. Um, you know, they, it's like reps included didn't yeah. know what was going on. So right. it's... Um, well, it's here crazy. we are I'm, talking about the referees again, at least on one play after a hey, postseason not, game. I'm not playing for the Hawks anymore. I can, I'm not going to get fined. No. So I can, I can talk about them now. Let loose, baby. Uh, no, but it was, um, yeah, it was just weird. I mean, I guess that's the best way to explain it is that, like, we didn't know who was going on. Next thing you know is a delay a game, and it's, like, no answers to, to the questions that we have. What happened? Yeah. Why didn't the, you know, play clock get reset? Anything. I don't know. But um, just – I said it last week. We had to play a near perfect game mm-hmm. against this defense. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had nine penalties spanning 60 yards and it's uh, a couple turnovers. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's tough, man. And penalties and, uh, at the worst moments too, you know, whether they were penalties or not, or ticky tacky. I mean, all that can be argued. Nonetheless, they throw the yellow flag anyway. Like uh, Ethan Post, got a holding call after a big long run. I think from Russell, it was like a scramble. Uh, but that got called back, and then I don't think that drive went anywhere comes to mind. Um, this delay of game false start thing I, after an injury like that, look, whether the play clock should have been reset or not, don't you think it's on Russell to get him in and out of the huddle there and get the ball snapped? I mean, that is one of his responsibilities is to look at the play clock and understand where we're at with the time. But, um, you know, I don't know, man. It is what it is. It sucks. Yeah. Um, it's just, a, you know, one that, that – you want to have back. Like you said, there's no good time to have a penalty, but that was really unfortunate to have it done. And with the NFL, we're never going to hear anything about that play at all, I don't think. you know. I mean, they showed it right on the coverage there that the referee is signaling to reset the play clock. And by the way, I would ask just, uh, do we not have a home operator, a clock operator there? This was at our field. Come on now. Uh you see the guy signaling to reset it. I don't understand why the clock operator didn't just press reset when he saw that going on. It's not like he has to wait for it to be seconded or something, does he? Yeah, I don't know. I know the official on the field, he has the official game clock, and that's why he'll always – you see them writing down notes and going back to it, uh, especially if there's a play in question. And, you know, he'll say, well, the game clock operator, please right. know, reset the time, put this much time on it. And so – for whatever reason, didn't happen, and yeah. um, frustrating to say the least. Nah, man. If it would, if this would have happened down here at SoFi Stadium at the Rams' home, I would have been crying, you know, Homer clock operator all day long. You know what I mean? But it, it happened on our own. I mean, come on, man. I hear what you're Who's saying. You know, the you know make the officials correct you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, point number two, man. The pick six. Oh, 
Oh, the pick six. Um, you know, it reminded me of another interception Russell has thrown in the postseason where a receiver kind of gets pushed off of the ball or there's a weird, like, Freddie Swain's trying to set the block. At the same time, he's sort of pushing the defender into the pass. It was just, just uh, inopportune time. Uh, well, you know, it's the perfect storm right mm-hmm. there on that play. That kid made a hell of a, I mean, a, a gutsy call to yes. just shoot shoot his gun and, and go get into that backfield. And this is a quick screen. You, you can't really fault Russ. I mean, so what, I don't know whether they knew that the play was coming. The kid did a hell of a job studying this week and, and you know, just said, hey, if they run this play, I'm going, Yeah, which that's how plays are made. You know, you can't fault Russ like – Forget, you know, I know it looks bad. A screen pass picked off for a touchdown. So everybody's like, oh, what's he doing? It's a screen pass. It's a yeah, quick screen call. Quick. He yeah. has to throw that ball. Right. I agree. And he's not he's not doing it. There's no read. He's not saying, oh, if this guy, you know, gets back there, <laughs> it's just pick up. Sometimes he doesn't even have the laces and he just throws it. So yeah. it's it's hard. Uh that guy knew what we were doing. I'll say that much. Yeah, he, he I mean, it, like, I, that's what I was trying to say in, in even setting it up. It's like, there's not really much to pick apart here. The guy made an amazing play. It was shades of Malcolm Butler on that. Just, he sees what we're doing. He reads it right away, puts his back foot in the ground, and drives on it. He gambles, and he wins. And it, it really re- did remind me of that Patriots play a little bit in, from that aspect. The only thing, maybe, maybe, and this would be very nitpicky, like, is it on DK to run towards Russell there to try to get inside of that screen from or, or the uh, you know the kind of pick being set by Freddie Swain? That's the no, only you're, thing, maybe. You're ex- <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? I mean, but um, and maybe in the future, that's how that play will be ran mm-hmm. um, with him outside and then coming towards the yeah, ball. Come, but come in, you know. It, hey, I mean, you you expect we've ran that play hundred times yeah. with. Lock it, um, you know, everybody. We've ran it with everybody. So it's not really on anyone. Those guys are paid professionals too, and they made plays. Well, and, and every, that's why they're the number one defense. Yeah. And every Seahawks fan was on their couch the whole time leading up to that, yelling, you know, get the ball out of his hand faster. Come on, Russ, throw it, throw it quicker, get the ball out of your hand. And then when he does, pick six the other way. So credit to the Rams, I guess. Credit to that player, you know. Yeah, man. Number one defense for a reason. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, point number three, the DJ Reed fumble. Oh, boy. Uh, just, the, again, speaking to that perfect storm like you're talking about. And as we know, you say turnovers every week, and there's the two turnovers for the Seahawks. So, um, I mean, isn't, isn't that probably just DJ Reed, young guy? He had a good kick return earlier in the game. So I think that's just him trying to make a play there, right? And And the ball was bouncing around, probably should have stayed away from it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Just like you're saying, um, it's it's a young guy with a lot of confidence. Um, got us a great return, you know, right around midfield uh, earlier in the game. I, I love him as a returner. Uh, what, what he does catching the ball, um, especially on punts, mm-hmm. he just gets north and south. Yeah, and and because we ask, hey, if you can get us, if you can get us ten yards, I mean, you're a pretty special returner. That's one first down, and you know he's been doing that. He's been taking some hellacious hits, and uh, I'm hoping he can get down. You know, but he's tough. That's this is why the kid won the starting quarterback job mm-hmm. when he was on practice squad to start the year of another team. Right. So I can't fault him. I don't ever want to take the playmaker out of somebody, and you know, and say, "Hey, you can't do that." It's just um, again, turnovers are terrible. They you know they they ruin the game for you, and um, like 
it, it couldn't have came at a worse time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> folks on Twitter are asking about, and this is my point number four, but I'm seeing a lot of it on Seahawks Twitter. So folks on Twitter, they're talking about DK Metcalf. You know, obviously it was a big matchup with Jalen Ramsey and everything. Uh, do you think, what, do you, what did you think of DK's game on Sunday? I mean, I know in the stat sheet he ends up with the two touchdowns, but uh just in speaking more to like the matchup with Ramsey and everything do you think Ramsey was throwing him off his game a little bit DK was I mean he threw his helmet down and he looked pretty frustrated at some points you know I don't think that was anything that Jalen you know I mean it's it's hard not to because you got everybody coming out with these stats over three games like I think four catches 44 yards against 11 targets against uh Metcalf and uh Ramsey but um you know we've never seen him lose as cool like that mm-hmm. I think when you're not getting opportunities um, and their team's not winning, yeah, this happens from, and you know, from the most competitive players, it's just like, look, this is, you know, you know what I've done all year. I'm not even getting a chance to see the ball. Like, so frustrations will come out and uh, you know, you like to see a little bit of it. You yeah. know, you don't, you don't want to throw the helmet and hit anybody. <laughs> I mean, well, there's stories, the- there's stories out there though, about, you know, kind of after that helmet throw, he was frustrated. He went to Pete was, you know, calling for the ball. And then that's how you get that quick screen pass. Maybe they're trying to force it to him. So I'm just kind of asking, I mean, he, he did look frustrated. You know, I was hoping DK would just sort of let his play speak for himself and not get into it with Ramsey. There, there was a pass where um, DK catches it. Ramsey's in front of him. It looked a little more like DK was more interested in making contact than getting just the extra bit for the first down, and we end up short and having to punt on that drive. And it just, you know, he, he seemed like he was more interested in using his forearm against a guy and trying to make a point that way instead of just playing the game and picking up the first down. He seemed thrown, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to think to any other times where... He had a big drop. Right in both hands again. He did. He did that one. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, think about how many stiff arms we've celebrated. No, you know, I know, of him just putting a guy, I you know, know nameplate first on the ground. Oh no, so, I know, I know. I think it's gonna. You know, he's he's only in his second year, and I I think you know we're gonna see as he becomes more of a veteran in the league. Maybe he learns how to deal with if a guy's really going at him in in that way. I think it, I think it threw him off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, all po- all signs point to that. So, yeah. you know, I understand where you're coming from, partner. Point number five. Here we go. <laughs> it's 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 all kind of all negative so far. Sorry. <laughs> we'll see see how I mean, this keeps going. God. Here, here's what I was gonna De- say though. Debbie man, Downer over here. Yo, why can't we pick up a third and one, man? Why can we not convert a third and one? Why does third uh, and one feel like third and nineteen to this team? Yeah, I don't know. Um, for whatever reason, it's it's um, you know. That that that's plagued us. You know, you'd almost rather third and ten. You know, Russ is going to pick it up, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, for any number of reasons, whether it's what you know, I, I'm telling you, if we're third and one, and I'm considering going for it, I'm hammering it with Carson, so I, or even QB sneak, like we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Right? yeah sure. And um, you know, I get the QB sneak is just not in our, in our playbook. <laughs> Well, and also sometimes on third and one, we're then handing it off out of the shotgun, which I know annoys a lot of people out there. Um, you got Nick Ballore. I mean, I know he's a pro bowler for special teams, not so much for the, but put him in front of Carson, give him a lead blocker. You know, where are the days of Max Strong and the like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love using a fullback because it just, it, it throws defenses off mm-hmm. because, 
you know, they they know the run game and they can they can fit cut back anything. And now all of a sudden you can, you know, outmatch the defense by a defender, by one by an extra an extra guy. So where, you know, when you line up in the one back and you just try to go downhill, it's one back, one gap is is really and we'll talk about it more when we talk about the Rams, you know, offense, because yeah. that's all they did. It was yeah. and they had success. But um uh yeah, you got a fullback just like you're saying, use them and and just go downhill and see, let Carson read off of what Belor does. Yeah, and I think also if if you know we like when Pete Campbell or Pete Campbell, <laughs> Pete Carroll gambles. Sometimes we love it, you know. And I I just think even earlier in the game, man, it's looking like it's not going well for us, especially offensively. Some of those fourth and ones, even fourth and less than ones. I think even even if the field position isn't ideally what you want it to be, if you, if you can't pick that up, especially after a third and one, hammer it again. Sometimes I just it's the playoffs. You got to go for it. It's it's win or go home, don't you? Let's I don't know. Be more aggressive earlier in the game. Sometimes. See, no, and I told you we weren't going to be. I told it because no, I know we're not going to be. I'm asking for them to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and had we known the outcome was going to be this, of course yeah. you're going for every fourth down, but. Um, yeah, you speak to our third down troubles. They were three of 15 as well. I think we were two of 14. They were three of 15. So, you know, our, our defense did, did a good job. And, um, you know, on that, on that down anyways, yeah. and, um, you know, it's tough, it's tough to get a first down in this league, man. It Here, really is. Here's number six for you. This one's a positive one. Tyler Lockett's one handed catch. That was a thing of beauty. I wrote it down right away. Oh my God. I mean, he just makes it look so routine. Yeah. Like the guy draped on him should have been flagged. He was, you know, he was flagged. They declined it. Yeah. They declined it. But I'm saying, uh, I didn't see the flag on the play. I was like, that's what I couldn't believe. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, left-handed, just one-handed. He, I think he got three feet in. I that don't was know amazing. I, yeah. It, it was unbelievable. Great, great stuff from him. And, you know, look, <laughs> they've had a great year the receivers and stuff and the offense, you know, that's why I think a lot of Seahawks fans and and myself included are finding that we're just feeling so strange after, after this season, because, and especially the way that game went down with the offense struggling, because you're setting records for points scored, you know, you're setting records for catches and, and uh, you know, DK's setting yard yardage records and things. And then to have a game like this, it just, it, I think that's what leaves us shaking our heads so much. Uh, playoffs man you're gonna see the best defenses and if that if they can run the ball which they did uh it makes for a long day well speaking of defenses um uh our defense it was was good for most of the day but i think at the end of the game when you when you sit back and think about losing to a quarterback that barely had uh both hands you know, working for him, you know. I mean, Jared yeah. Goff just had surgery twelve days ago. Wolford goes out of the game early, and and you get beat by Jared Goff, who I mean, what completed eight passes for the game? Nine, I don't even, nine, yeah. eight or nine passes. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he made a couple big plays that he had to. Um, other than that, that ground game and that defense won the game. Careful what you wish for. I was clamoring for for uh, McVeigh to start Goff and. You know he did enough to win. I'm no. Let's, let's not say he beat us. Uh, Cam Akers, that O line, and you know they're, they're, that defense, that number one defense, is what beat us. Yeah. So it was tough. Our defense held strong. I was proud of them. It, they just got worn down. They were on the field for 75 or 76 plays, 
you know, you get tired. Um, you know, I know you're supposed to be in the shape of your life because you're a professional athlete, but I think we had the ball for 58 plays or something like that. It's when the, you know, I don't know what the clock time was, but it's, it's gotta be pretty lopsided in, in their favor. Well, what were they doing in the run game to make it so successful? Because I mean, especially when you got a quarterback with one good hand, you would, you know, they're going to run the ball. How come we weren't able to stop it? Yeah, it's not, you know, when they came out and they ran three straight times, I even, I think I texted you. I was like, Oh shit, here we go. Like, this is, this is what I worried about. Yeah. And then they throw it three straight times and punt. And I was like, Oh, thanks McVeigh. McVeigh <laughs> just doing McVeigh things. Just yeah. wants to, you know, just a typical quarterback. Um, and then he came back to it and, and he was like, we're going to run the ball. They, it was, they don't run a sophisticated, you know, offense in terms of, you know, gap trap, meaning pulling the guys and making like, like the things that we saw the giants do that really gave, that give a lot of people trouble. Um, like Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns, you saw them last night against a normally stout Pittsburgh defense running power. And when those gaps move on the run, that's hard to make sure that everybody knows where to fit. Um, these guys were very one-dimensional, like zone, outside zone, so stretch, and they downhill. Um, but it's one back, one gap, and we were lined up in that stick front a lot. The stick front is the three down linemen, and then you got KJ on the edge and another edge player. So we're essentially five on five, and it should be easier. But the only problem with that is in the middle, you go with the nose guard, you let him play back door, and so Bobby has to kind of find who had a phenomenal game and Bobby Wagner played yeah, his ass he's off he's still out there tackling tackles. people <laughs> like 20, yeah. 20 yeah. tackles or something 16 in a sack I mean it was insane Jared Goff um, is somewhere looking down at his ankle right now like Bobby you can let go game's over yeah. he's all um, over him but but you know as even though it sounds like okay five on five I would have liked to see us go back to the traditional four three that we know how to play fast and just go downhill mm -hmm. um, and press gaps because it was a softer line of scrimmage than we're used to seeing. Um, and look, you can't fault, you know, the guys or, or, or Kenny Nort for the way you call the game. He, they, they played their asses off yeah. and it's just, um, you know, Cam Akers is going to be, I told, I told you guys he was a problem. I was worried about him coming to this game. We didn't see him last game. Right. And that's going to be a guy we're going to have to mess with. I and mean, we're, <laughs> For a long time now. Yeah. Uh, the game ends. This is my point number eight. The game ends on a sack for our offense, which I suppose was fitting for that game. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean. I mean, is Aaron Donald the best nose tackler or defensive tackle to ever play the game? I mean, that guy, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's looking at his third MVP, you know, coming up. I, I don't know who else they would give it to. Mm -hmm. That guy is in a, a league of his own yeah. in terms of, of performance production and just straight up kicking ass. Well, it doesn't matter who, doesn't matter who he's playing. He just kicks ass. And clearly the example he sets for his teammates and stuff, because he goes out of the game with an apparent, you know, rib injury, broken rib. We don't, I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even follow up and look at what actually happened. I was just, you know, I'm not looking at anything about that game really. Uh, but uh, you know, he goes out and, and they keep getting after us. So his leadership, his example that he sets, the fire that he brings to that entire unit, and we got no answers for it, man. And, and Leonard Floyd, again. Yeah. I, I, we haven't found a way to block that guy yet. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, speaking of Aaron Donald, I'm guessing the way he, Russ landed on him, 
is a lot similar to I landed on Steven Jackson's leg one time and um, it was right there. I thought it was a rib. It was a torn oblique. Mm. And um, so and shout out to Jay Reed. He played his ass off with yeah. a torn or a strain. He did. I don't know how, how bad it was, but it, I mean, that shit is painful. Yeah. And uh, and you saw if that's what it was with Donald, you know, it was enough to keep him out of the game, a playoff game. That's that shit's brutal. I think that uh, I, I, uh, I, I was very frustrated watching the game, watching Russell uh, not get rid of the ball, watching him pump fake. Uh, I, you know, I, obviously I can't see what's going on down the field most of the time. I'm assuming no one's open. That's why he's not throwing it. But it just really is hard to watch that drop back and then watch him tuck the ball in and, and, and get swarmed like that. It's just so frustrating, and I don't – I obviously don't know the answer for it. It doesn't seem like Schottenheimer knew the answer for it either. Do you have the answer for it, Lofa? Uh, no, I don't have an answer for it. I just I'd like to see him get out of the pocket more. Uh-huh. When when you have a a hard charging pass rush like we faced, just get him out there. Every time he rolls out, something awesome happens. Uh-huh. Like whether he's under pressure and he escapes the pocket, you know. Um, but always when he's rolling out and he presses the line of scrimmage to, to plan for his escape if nothing's open. I mean, he picks up either 30 yards on his on his own or, you know, he throws one to, to DK yeah. for a touchdown, yeah. you know? And, like, so, I mean, that goes hand in hand. I was really the run game, man. 4.7, Chris Carson, I told you, we get this guy over 20, 25 touches. I bet you we beat these guys easily, yeah. you know, because he wears on defenses. It's the same way a lot of which, you know, Marshawn did when it comes fourth quarter. I'm, you know, not say it's going to be a beast quake, but, you know, you, just continually guys, they can't, they can't, it's not sustainable yeah. on defense to, to match up with that. You saw what happened to you last night, like I said, with uh, Cleveland. It just warmed down. Well, you set the over under at Chris Carson for Chris Carson's touches at twenty two, uh, zoning into him on the preview for the that game episode, and he ended up with seventeen total touches. So if you took the under, if you emailed us under at seahawkspod at gmail dot com, you're in the running for a zone in gift package from Zone In CBD. Um, yeah, man, I think I think that we used to play better football when we leaned heavily on the running game, like with Marshawn, like you're saying, and we should be doing that with Chris, and we let uh, you know have Russell make a play when he needs to. Uh, but instead, this whole let Russ cook thing and the whole new offense and all of that, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to work for me, man, especially when it's not going well. It's hard to – they just don't seem to be able to adjust fast enough when – when Russell's getting sacked or not getting the ball out of his hands or and the deep ball's not working. I mean, why don't we run slants anymore? What's up? Just a snap it, throw it. What's what's going on? We run a little quick game, but the an act the actual slant, I, I don't know. I don't know. We should we should write into uh the Hawks and ask. <laughs> number nine was Aaron Donald. We already covered that. Uh yeah. number ten, uh I know. Oh, this is what I wrote down. I know they're the number one defense, but were they really that good during this game, or was the offense just terrible? Pick one. Yeah, man. I got. Pick you know how one. Hard it is to be the number one defense. So it's that their defense was great. Yeah, man. They made okay. they made it. Their their offense has not been anything spectacular for the whole year. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to really think back when we're like, oh my god, you know, watch out for that offense. I can't remember one single game, you know, not even in the, the three, the other two that we played. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Defense wins championships, my man. And that's not just an old salty linebacker saying that. It is real. Yeah. If they can't score, they can't win. Yeah. And they've been leaning on that defense in that run game. Now, next week, I mean, they don't have Aaron Donald. I don't think they have a chance against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. I the, This Rams team and that game that we just watched this last Saturday, it reminded me of what we used to do to people with Marshawn or whatever. They did the same I was thing with Cam say the same thing. They lean on him, they, and then Goff makes a play when he has to, just like Russell used to make a play when he had to. I'm not calling him a game manager or anything. I'm just saying no. that you got to work to the strengths of your team, and, and then they lean on the, the number one defense. That's exactly what the, the Seahawks recipe for success used to be, and they used it against us. The, the irony of it all was that that's how we got eliminated from the playoffs. We faced – you know, our formula basically. And it's, it's, yeah. it's tough, right? Yeah. Because we're, yeah, we're so used to seeing 20, 30 carries out of somebody a game and just like, and and then gaining more and more momentum with every carry going into the fourth. And, uh, and they, they did it to us. Well, number 11, here's my question. Can we retire the phrase, let Russ cook? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that can stay back in 2020. Um, it, it started out great, man. And uh, I'll think of a new one, though. Don't I know, worry, fans. Let's let's call it, man. Time of death. <laughs> uh, what's today? January 11th, 2021, about nine something in the morning. Can we can we pronounce it dead? The official death of Let Russ Cook, please. I don't know. I think I got like one of those cooking aprons and one of those hats that, that say Let Russ Cook. So well. I don't know. You go out in the backyard and burn it. <laughs> All right, let's put that thing to bed. Let's, let's put it. Let's let's get a gravestone for it. It's, this we're done. Uh, number twelve. Where does the team go from here? Put us inside that locker room. Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, looking towards next year. That's all you can do. You can't sit here and dwell on this. Um, we probably want to get another lineman or two, whether it's offense or defense, mm-hmm. because um, you saw how big the addition of, um, you know, O-line played great, but, you know, Iopati and Brown are getting older, so just need to groom somebody in the years to come um, that can take over from them. Lewis, outstanding job by him for a rookie. Incredible. And, uh, and Pochick, you know, switching from guard to center, incredible year for yeah, him. Yeah, he had a great year. Um, I mean, D I, think, line, though, I was going to just say, I, Damian Lewis, I mean, he's the unsung story of the entire year, I think, for this th- team. For a rookie to come in and play that well, I think he was ranked like the sixth highest uh, rated guard or ninth, maybe sixth or ninth. I can't remember. But in the top 10 of the league in terms of guards, he's just a rookie. Amazing well, season. What, a, what about the one week he switched over to play center? Yeah, totally. And, and, and I don't think he had a bad snap. No, he was and, I, rookie of the year for this team, for sure. That, that was incredible to me. Um, a, a rookie to go from guard to center. We didn't t- touch on it, you know, enough when it happened. Not to mishandle the ball, you know, with the snap because we have a lot of shotgun, not a ton of under the center. And but also, you know, he he's orchestrating everything. He's telling everybody who the mic is and where they're going. And then to be on it and snap the ball. Usually he's sitting there waiting for you know the cadence. Mm-hmm. Now he has to snap a ball, listen to the cadence, and pick. It was I couldn't believe he did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then defensively, you know, that's we saw how awesome it was when Carlos Dunlap came to town. I think he's got one more year. Um, hopefully, uh, Taylor 
we'll we'll you know we'll get to see him next year um because you know he was injured all the rookie daryl taylor yeah the draft pick he didn't even get to play this year yeah, yeah. so um collier had a know, had a better second year collier looked good um uh, the young guy um uh, oh what's his name from syracuse he looked awesome oh alton I, robinson I, he he flashed, you yeah. know, at a couple times, you know, important, you know, um, sacks like San Fran, Washington. He he showed up in, in clutch moments and uh, and on the goal line, I think um, against New England. I yeah. think that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so like, let's. I mean, going forward then, and for next year and for beyond, like, I mean, what's the bar for this team going forward? I mean, what is the bar for next year? This obviously isn't good enough. You know, it's. A lot's being made about it online and in in media, as rightfully so. Like this team hasn't been past the divisional round in what seven years? They've lost in the first round three of the last four times they've been to the playoffs. I mean, this is this is not good enough for a team that went to two Super Bowls in a row for the money that Russell Wilson's making for you know Pete Carroll being a Hall of Fame coach. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, unfortunate, and you know a lot expectations were high, obviously going into the season. Sure. Um, we, we had the, the best depth that we've had in a long time, you know, and that's what I, I was raving about. And just, there's a lot of similarities to 2013. Right. And, yeah. um, for whatever reason, it didn't, it didn't come together the way you want at the end. Um, I don't think that'll carry over or anything. I think it's, you gotta, you still got Russ in his prime, you know, Bobby still got several great years left. Like, so those are the two centerpieces of each each side of the, the ball. So around that, I mean, Jamal, you traded for him. You got you're going to have to pay him because uh, you you gave away too much to not pay him or just to let him walk in free agency. Um, Diggs is spectacular. I don't know how much he has left on his contract. Do do you pay a guy like Shaq, Shaq Griffin? Is my question to you. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't when, think we can you- afford him. I don't think we can afford him, him and Chris Carson at the same time. I mean, I don't know. You know, that's that's another question mark out there. Um, yeah. But 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 what's K, the, but, KJ's free too. But what's the bar for this team now, though? Because, dude, I mean, you know, going out in the first round as a three seed, as a twelve and four team, they, they did not look like a twelve and four team in that game. I don't, number one, de- playing against the number one defense or not. Um, you know, yeah. some Seahawks fans online, they're calling for Pete Carroll's job. I mean, they're losing their minds out there. Are you you're joking? No, I mean, that's happening. I'm not, I'm not. I think that's completely crazy. I mean, he's clearly one of the best coaches in the league. Look at the numbers, you know, but the numbers of wins and stuff. I mean, people are starting to get tired of these early exits in the playoffs. I am. So what do you suggest? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. But when, you know, because I got to admit, watching that game, I was pretty calm just because of all the fourth quarter stuff that they're always talking about. Can you win in the fourth quarter? And then they always yeah. do. And there's some Russell magic at the end. So I was pretty calm during that game, no matter how frustrated I was. I mean, I was gritting my teeth, but I was like, we're going to we're going to find it. We're going to find it. Well, we never found it, you know, and hearing Pete Carroll after the game talking about that fourth and one, how, you know, should he have called timeout? Should he have not called, called timeout? Were things happening too fast? I mean, People are calling into question these coaching decisions. I don't know. I just I don't know where we go from here. We got to figure out how to advance further than just the first round or the divisional round of the playoffs. No, I agree. I agree, and um, it's frustrating. Uh, but you know, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know, partner. I don't really have an answer for you. Where do they have to get to next year for it to be a successful season already? Let's talk about next year. Um, yeah, I mean, past the divisional round, I mean, yeah. hopefully at least into the, the, the championship game, the conference have championship have to, it's a must, it's a must, man. Um, let's check in on our predictions. We obviously got both of those wrong cause we predicted Seahawks wins. So got those wrong. Uh, the Chris Carson one, there was 22 touches. We already looked at that one. Um, if you took the under, you were could be a winner because he had 17 touches. DK Metcalf ended up with five receptions. I put the over under at eight and a half. So if you took the under there, you got that one as well. I mean, he ended up with 96 yards and two touchdowns, but uh, on 11 targets, you know, he's got, he got it. We got it. We just got to do better. And in the right moments, it was all timing too. Like you said, perfect storm, perfect storm of things going wrong when they couldn't go wrong and not going right when we needed them to. Well, okay. But so if, if things are just not clicking, you know, on offense, why not run the ball when you're averaging almost five a carry? That's the question being asked out there. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, that's a wrap on the Seahawks podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, is there anything I, we, let's, let's, we can't end it on that. Is there anything, come on, give us some silver lining loafa here. Give us some, some positive loafa. What can we, take away from this season uh, because all in all they did go 12 and 4 this season they won another nfc west title they set a bunch of records uh, it was an incredibly strange season with everything they're dealing with with covid this is one of the only teams in the nfl to never really have like a big you know be affected by the pandemic the and, yeah totally so i mean you know there's some real positive things from this season it just that last game is going to leave a bad taste in our mouth. But come on, Lofa, pep us up a little bit right at the end of the episode here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to end the season when you go twelve and four. It's tough to to be done. Just like the shock that's setting in with Pete and all the guys. Like they're not ready to be done. None of us, even the fans, we're not ready for it to be done because so much great things happen. We we finally won the West for the first time since two thousand sixteen. I'll remind everybody. It had been four years since we had won the West. So, I mean, that's no small feat in and of itself. So, um, you know, we have a lot to look forward to. You know, um, we do got to get some guys signed. KJ Wright, you know, namely. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to sign Chris Carson back. I just, you know, he misses a lot of times, you know, with injury because of how hard he runs. So, you know, that's got to be – I, I got to imagine someone's going to, you know, try to – break the bank just like him and Shaq you'd love to have him back but I think there's too many teams out there that need at those positions and that, that will you know pay them what they deserve and we just I don't think we can afford it right now with with you know what we need so <clears throat> so we'll see what happens and what the what moves they make in the offseason in the draft but you know what Russ is in year 10 he wants to play 20 so we got at least 10 more years right 11 I think this is his ninth year Right. This is him and Bobby's ninth year. Yeah. Yeah. So we got at least 11 more years of Russ. If you want to talk bright side, it's going to be all right. And then uh, DK is a, a young up and coming stud, just a baller. Yeah. Lock it. You know, we, we got all the pieces. And so we, we just need one or two more. And I got to believe we can put together another string of a couple deep playoff runs, you know, Super Bowl runs. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we did. 
12, 13, 14. Well, and hopefully they're pissed off, you know? I hope that every single player is just as mad, disappointed, upset about it as we are. Use it for motivation going forward. Maybe we, you know, rattle off the next uh, three of four Super Bowls or something like that, and we're all looking back at this early exit as the motivation they needed or the fuel uh, that was provided to create that. A bonfire of I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah. going somewhere with a metaphor, but I lost the thread halfway through. That's a wrap on the Seahawks podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, we're gonna we'll keep going on this though, and and be chatting football and talking with each other and talking with you guys and commiserating as this goes forward. So this is definitely not the end for us. Just as it's not the end for Russ and the boys, they'll be back next year. And it, you know, it's it's not what we all wanted this year, but it's what we got. He will cook again. Mark my words. Break us down, Lofa. We win as a team, we lose as a team. We're going to be back next year. It just sucks that it's the Rams, you know. All right, put your hand in. Family on three. All right. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Perfect. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.